Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thank you for tuning in to KKXX. It's another nice Chico winter day, but it sure is starting to feel like springtime, which is kind of nice. We've had our share of winter, I think, this year. So it's now 2022. Another year goes by. Hmm. This will be my 33rd tax season in Chico since I worked in Oakland for about seven years after I graduated from college with my accounting degree. So it's actually about my 40th tax season, but my 33rd in Chico. And uh, almost all of those are at the same location at 1208 Mangrove. I do offer free consultations. The new tax year is going to be a little, little different. We got a few new things I like to keep up with tax law for those who are getting ready to file your own taxes or thinking about hiring someone to do it. Of course, I recommend you hire somebody, but um, there's lots of uh, good tax professionals in Chico. I'm Hopefully, I'm one of them. One thing that's going to be interesting this year is one more wrinkle, even on the simpler tax returns now, we have another new wrinkle. Last year, the new wrinkle was making sure you adjusted for the stimulus checks that everyone got and whether they got the right amount or too little. If they got too little, they might, they ended up on their 2020 tax return getting an extra bonus refund. If they got too much, it wasn't, it wasn't required to pay back, to be paid back. Turned out to be a win-win on that part of it. Another interesting feature for people who are using Covered California and getting credits on their health care premiums every month, it turned out that in the middle of tax season last year, they eliminated the penalty for having gotten too big of a credit. I had one client who, before they changed the law, was going to owe $21,000 back of premium credit from the Covered California. And when they changed that law... That entire $21,000 went away. It was truly a, a gift for that client and a few others. I had a few others that um, covered California is kind of strange. If you're not familiar with it, I won't bore you with the details, but you get a credit so you pay less on your premiums every month for your health care premiums. But if you make too much money that following year, they take it back. And it's sort of like uh, go... Kind of like it's it's as you go, but then if if you have a year where the income goes up, it'll mess you up and you'll have to pay back all those credits you earned based on the prior year's income. I don't want to get too confusing. The point is, is if you're doing Covered California, make sure you apply every year. Tell them you're, give them an actual amount of income you think is going to be your income or tell them a little bit higher because... You don't want to be caught where you tell them a low amount and your income ends up being higher. That's when you end up with a big bill during uh, for April 15 that added, it's due back. And it's it's not fun when you have to when I have to tell a client that since they passed a certain threshold like eighty or ninety thousand dollars a year for a family of three or four, uh, I can't remember all the exact numbers, uh, 
you can pass a threat pass a threshold and like wham for that extra one thousand dollars you earned you owe back ten thousand dollars in premium credits it's not not a good situation at all my main advice for covered california is just be very careful and if anything overestimate your upcoming year's income rather than underestimate it and you'll probably be safer that way if you tell them a higher amount than you end up having in income you'll get a credit for that difference it goes the other way too so if you if you underestimate your income and your income goes up you can owe money but if you overrate your overestimate your income and the income goes down you can end up with a credit to get back what they would have given you kind of complicated but they think they've got a pretty good system i guess the system's okay for for what it's actually doing which is complicating everybody's tax return the one that's like that that i started talking about at the start of the show this year the irs started sending automatic payments of the child tax credit to bank accounts kind of like the stimulus was getting sent out that number is going to have to be reconciled on the tax return to see if you overdid it underdid it or you were just right it's going to be the irs says they're going to mail that out to everybody that's just one more letter or form that i'm going to have to ask people to bring and we can't finish the taxes until we see it because it could affect the bottom line based on what they received versus what they were entitled to the tax credit's actually up to 3600 per child in 2021 for certain levels of income i'm i haven't memorized those yet they change every year i'll look it up when i need to but what you need to know is if you got an advanced credit and now your income's income has gone up a lot higher uh, you may or may not have gotten too much i'm not sure if they're going to make people pay that one back they usually don't make you pay back things that they send you without even you asking for them so uh, I don't think that'll have to be paid back, but there could be some adjusting up or down on these. It's going to be a little bit weird. The reason I bring it up is a lot of tax returns are complicated no matter what. But this is going to make basic tax return preparation a bit more complicated and, uh, to be honest, a bit more costly. Whoever is preparing taxes, especially for the simple taxes, which I do some myself, they can't keep the prices as low as they've been over the last few years with all this work, the work amounts going way up. Let's face it, it's getting a lot more difficult to prepare a basic tax return than the old short forms used to be. I used to have a minimum I could go with on easy tax returns because they were actually easy. Now, you have a person with a W-2 for income, two or three children that are young, it's not a simple return anymore. It just it just isn't. There's too many things to think about, too many things that can go wrong. And if you're a preparer, you have to allow for the fact that you're going to be doing some work on correcting things, amending things, answering IRS letters. You can't you can't have a low you can't have a low price minimum anymore with all these rules that are affecting all tax returns. It'd be different if, if these new rules were only affecting, you know, big tax returns or tough tax returns, complicated ones. 
it's no big deal because they're you're already charging quite a bit for those but now the basic ones that i used to do i used to have a minimum of 90 dollars, and every time someone walked in with what i thought was an easy one and i'd tell them uh, my minimum is 90 their eyes would light up because i think by then even a few years ago block and liberty tax were probably you know 150 or 200 minimum i don't even know the point is i can't even offer to do anything for 90 anymore because i think i've got a simple one and next thing you know oh there's this i have to think about there's this i have to reconcile i gotta call the new client and ask them to bring more paperwork you can't do it for what you used to do it for that whole subject of inflation is definitely on people's minds i can tell you for a fact that there's no way tax preparation is ever going to be cheap again because these new rules, there's just too many complicated calculations now, even on a simple tax return. It just isn't what it used to be. In other words, don't get mad at your preparer this year if he raises your fee. I guess I can kind of summarize it like that. One interesting new tidbit for tax prep if you don't itemize, which a lot of people don't ever since they got these giant standard deductions on the federal side, they're allowing a charitable contribution for cash and check uh, charities done by a single person and 600 this year for joint returns, cash and check charities. So that's a, that'll be a small help for people even if they aren't itemizing. The other problem, if you used to itemize but you don't now, you still need to list everything because you'll probably still be itemizing on the California tax return. The federal is the one who raised the standard deduction way up to where a lot of people don't need to itemize anymore since 17 was the last year of the old law. The problem is California still has rates up to about 9.3%. It still pays to try to itemize on the California. If you can beat the California standard deduction by $5,000 and you're at a 9.3% tax bracket, that's saving you, um, what did I say, $5,000? That's saving you $450. I think it's $465, but don't quote me on the math. You're saving over $450 just by doing a little more work and itemizing on the state. The interesting thing is the state doesn't have its own income tax audit department. I mean, they would have a fraud department, but for basic audits, the IRS audits and the state just follows up with that change and gets the numbers. But now there's these things where the state has deductions that the more. I'm wondering if the state is going to have to start auditing on their own, and I'm sure they don't want to spend that kind of money, but it's just a little odd that you're going to have deductions that people have for the state but they don't have to list it for the federal and it's the federal who sends the auditor out it's just kind of a strange strange conundrum we'll see what happens it's already been this will be the third tax this will sorry this will be the fourth tax year of the new tax law since it started in 2018 we'll just have to see how that all works out for the state Hopefully they won't spend it all in one place. News and work my way outward. An interesting article I saw 
oh, it's been now, it's been a couple of weeks. The Lassen Steakhouse reopened. Now, I, I, I've never been inside there. I've driven by it a lot. Uh, a lot for many years of the times I've driven by it, it's been closed, but then it's reopened a time or two. Uh, I would like to go there just to check it out. It looks like a pretty down home bar restaurant type of place. It looks pretty good from this picture I see in the in the Chico ER. But uh, see if I can find. It's supposed to be a family. Oh, it's almost it's almost a hundred years old. So that's kind of cool. I did. I. 1928. Interesting. So that would be a fun place to visit. Sort of reminds me of that place called Pasquini's north of Yuba City on 99. It's, it's kind of like that. It's like a neighborhood place where people go and have, they have good food. I like it. Kind of reminds me of this Lassen Steakhouse. I don't think there's nearly as much traffic on 99 north of Chico than there is on 99 south of Chico, but they probably don't need that many customers to make it make a go of it. So I'm glad to see a nearly 100-year-old business is reopened. I think that's a good sign. And good luck to the people who are running it. Hopefully, it'll work out successfully. Well, I've got a lot more news, information, and hopefully entertainment. Stay tuned to Business Back after this short break. Allen's Auto Body reminds us that many veterans returning from service are in need of work. They have elite military training and valuable professional skills that can benefit your company. Show your stripes, hire smart, and hire vets. The special message was brought to you by Allen's Auto Body, the people who take pride in their perfect plus body and fender work. From a dent to just about demolished, your showroom new answer for both personal and insurance claim work is Allen's Auto Body at 211 Tea Garden Avenue in Yuba City. Just call Royal Land, the people who care. We do the job right, so you can sleep tight, just know when we're there. We've got the best in quality, with Lennox High Efficiency, for heating and air. Just call Royal Land, so call Royal Land. Yeah, we'll show you we care. With service done right, all day and all night, our prices are fair. Call anytime, our estimate's free. We're number one, so now you can see, for heating and air. Just call Royal Land. So don't take chances, go with the best. Number one in the North Valley, Royal Air Heating and Air Conditioning. On the web at wecareroyalair.com or call us at 899-9999. Be sure to listen to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries, Monday through Fridays at 10 a.m. on Life Radio, KKXX, AM 930 and FM 104.5. Weekdays at 10 a.m. and Saturday morning at 8 here on KKXX. If we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son purifies us from all sin. Attention KKXX listeners, be sure to tune in weekdays at 8 a.m. for Hope for Today. 
We are excited to have the opportunity to air the Hope for Today program with David Hawking. Please make sure to support the ministry work of David Hawking and all the other wonderful ministries that allow us to spread the good news of Christ here on the North Valley's home for Christian talk, KKXX 930. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. So glad you have a chance to spend part of your busy day with me. I always enjoy trying to illuminate, educate, entertain, basically just hopefully give you a way to think about things. I, I try to do that. I've always been about that myself, just the way I am. Can't help it. So I brought all my bookmarks and all the articles I've read over the last week or so so I could share some things with you. Boy, I found a doozy this week. Ouch. This this hurts. So here's the headline. And it turns out this is from France. So this is not this is not local yet, but it's an article about from Paris. And uh, I always like talking about the business of medicine, the business of vaccine. I'll just read part of this here. An explosive case is currently being hotly debated on social media. In France, a rich older entrepreneur from Paris is said to have died as a result of a corona injection. Previously, he had taken out multi-million dollar life insurance policies for the benefit of his children and grandchildren, according to a media report. Now, here comes the interesting part. Although vaccination is recognized as the cause of death by doctors and the insurance company, it has refused to pay out. The reason is because the side effects of the corona jabs are known and published. They argue that the deceased took part in an experiment at his own risk. COVID-19 in itself is not classed as a critical illness. According to the company, an experimental vaccination resulting in death is like suicide. The insurance company justified the refusal of payment to the family by stating that the use of experimental medication or treatments, including corona injections, is expressly excluded from the insurance contract. The family's subsequent lawsuit against the insurance company has been unsuccessful. The court allegedly justified its ruling as follows. The side effects of the experimental vaccine are published, and the deceased could not claim to have known nothing about There is no law or mandate in France that compelled him to be vaccinated. Hence, his death is essentially suicide. Since suicide is not covered by the policy from the outset, the insurance refuses to budge. The court recognizes the classification of the insurer who, in the view of the announced side effects, including death, legally regards participation in the Phase 3 experiment, whose proven harmlessness is not given, as voluntarily taking a fatal risk that is not covered by the contract and legally recognized as suicide. The family has appealed. However, the insurer's defense is recognized as well-founded and contractually justified, as this publicly known fatal risk is legally considered suicide, since the customer has been notified 
So the question is, I, th I don't, I mean, I'm not arguing with the whole thing, uh, go out in public without getting these shots. Have they been compelled to do it? That would be my main argument. Of course, I'm sure the family that's appealing this thing is, I'm sure they've already thought of that, but that's what I would think of. The fact that I'm a JD, I'm not an attorney, and I don't play one on television, but I know enough about definitions here to at least question whether someone who's been, like in Europe, basically forced out of normal society, has that person not been compelled to get the, to get the jab? I don't know. Uh, I'm not the attorney. I'm definitely, I'm not an attorney in the U.S. I'm definitely not even close to being an attorney in France. But I do see the logic. I honestly see the logic on both sides of this case. And we'll just have to see, we'll have to see what happens. Not that you're going to hear about it here, but if you want to research it, you can find out, uh, you know, anybody with a ounce of imagination can go to DuckDuckGo. Don't go to Google. Go to DuckDuckGo and look it up. You'll probably find more information than you can shake a stick at. Okay, so since I'm on the topic of the business of medicine... I might as well keep going, I think, I, I believe. So I got another thing I printed out here. And this is all the way back from June of 2020. Of course, I was saying the same thing. I was saying the same thing back then, but that's uh, a year and a half later. And I'm, I'm still interested in reading this stuff. So this is an article called, it's from a website called Hindi Travel Tips. And the title of this article is Proof That the COVID-19 Pandemic Was Planned and With Purpose. Like I say, what's interesting about this is it was actually written in June of 2020, which is a year and a half ago. Now this also plays in, if you start reading things like this for the last year and a half, this plays into the fact that that guy in France was on notice because it's kind of common knowledge, uh, these risk factors and everything. Anyway, I'm not a doctor. Don't take this as medical advice. You got to do your own due diligence. You got to listen to your own doctor. You got to make your own decision. I am not telling you what to do or not to do. So this is from June. It says, uh, a group of over 500 medical doctors in Germany called Doctors for Information made a shocking statement during a national press conference. Now, keep in mind, this is June of 2020, a year and a half ago. So that you could have read anybody complaining about the way I treat these things. You could have read this, too, a year and a half ago, and we could have debated it. We could have researched it. We could have looked up, looked things up. But... Nobody, to my mind, ever wanted to debate me, so I never had a debate. A group of over 500 medical doctors in Germany called Doctors for Information made a shocking statement during a national press conference. The corona panic is a play. It's a scam, a swindle. It's high time we understood that we're in the midst of a global crime. This large group of medical experts publishes a medical newspaper on 500,000 500, copies every week, 
to inform the public about the massive misinformation in the mainstream media. They also organized mass protests in Europe, like the one uh, where 12 million people signed up and several millions actually showed up. You know, this article, it may be a little later than June of 2020 because they just mentioned something that happened in August of 2020. So I apologize for that. I'm not sure exactly when this whole thing was put together. There's a date of June 2020 on the front. I mean, I personally, I personally by June 2020 felt that it was a scam, but that's just me. That's just me being me. I don't take anybody's word for anything until I've at least done a little bit of my own research. So anybody complaining cannot really complain unless they do a little research of their own. And yeah, I, I'm not happy about this whole situation. I don't have to be nice to these people who, who have done this, whoever they are. I don't have to love them. So I'll be back uh, with another segment of Business Buzz. I don't know what kind of business I'm going to be talking about next, but it'll roll right off the tongue naturally. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'll be right back. Sometimes insurance can be a confusing business. I can't stress enough the importance of having a single professional insurance agent to help make sense of all your personal and business insurance policies. You don't want to get caught without the right coverage. For all your insurance needs, trust Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. Call 891-7900 for a free consultation and a policy review. 891-7900 for Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. Hi, this is Pastor Chris Kinson at Community Church of God in Chico. Community Church of God has been a fixture in Chico for many years and now will be coming to you over the airwaves. Our program is called Your Message for Today, broadcast on Saturday and Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. We hope that you enjoy the Bible-based teaching and preaching that will be featured on these programs. We'd also like to extend to you an invitation to come and visit us at Community Church of God, 1095 East Avenue in Chico. Our services are at 11 a.m. Sundays and Bible studies at 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Come and worship with Community Church of God. Community Church of God, 1095 East Avenue, Chico, California. And our phone number, 530-345-4300. That's 530-345-4300. God bless you. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash. Earthquakes, too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourselves, our family, and others. Where is the bathroom? That just might be your first survival question. And if your home is damaged 
or your bathroom no longer works, you will need to find another bathroom. And outside is your immediate answer. But very quickly, you will need a designated area with a little privacy. A bathroom is what you want, but an outhouse might be what you have to use. Or if you have that immediate need, your only option left is a hole in the ground. And if that is your option, your last option, you need to remember some basic rules. First, to not contaminate your water source. So have your hole in the ground be away away from wherever you were getting your water. You will want to think of what the best location will be for it to have it not too near nor too far away from your general living area. And privacy is always a concern. So if nothing else, is the most important element of this for your simple survival latrine. You can dig a hole with a shovel, and that works. But for the best results, you will want to use a post hole digger, and that will be about 50 times better than a shovel. So that your hole can be six inches wide at the top and have it be in the shape of an upside-down funnel. And then at the bottom of that hole, it might be uh, two feet wide or something like that. And that hole will be, oh, hopefully it'll be 30 inches deep. And you can expect a latrine like this to last for months. Um, And here's a nice finishing touch, is to have a piece of plywood to stand on over the hole with a rounded cut about 6 inches wide and 12 inches long, and then a covering over that. That would be a lid. So with this idea, remember, it is only for a quick emergency measure. You will definitely want to have something better, but it is a quick answer to a long-term problem. The best permanent bathroom will have a proper septic or sewer connection. Again, it's only temporary, but it does answer an immediate need. This is episode 81. Start your preparations now before there is an urgent need and what you want is hard to find. Remember to give thanks to God for the blessings that you do have. Your letters with questions or donations are important. John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. Email preparefogod at usa.com. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX. My Savior called to thee. How great thou art. How great thou art. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council.
Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Another nice, lovely Chico winter day. Glad you can spend part of your busy day with me. I'm glad I'm always enjoying hearing from listeners. I heard from one that definitely wanted to hear more new shows and less replays, so I'm working on that. It's a busy time of year, but I will do my best, and I appreciate the feedback. Nothing, Nothing's ever bad about honest criticism, and I'm fine with that. I didn't do any state news in my last segment, and I wanted to bring up this doozy. It's an article, in, it's from the National Review, and it's called... U-Haul literally ran out of trucks leaving California. It says U-Haul put out its annual review of interstate moves in 2021 and Texas and Florida were the big inbound winners. No state netted more U-Haul customers during the last year than Texas. The Lone Star State earned bragging rights as the leading growth state of 2021, narrowly besting Florida for tops honors, according to transactional data compiled for the annual U-Haul growth index. Tennessee ranks third, South Carolina fourth, and Arizona fifth among the top growth states. Growth states are calculated by the net gain of one-way U-Haul trucks entering a state versus leaving that state in a calendar year. Migration trends data is compiled from well over 2 million one-way U-Haul truck customer transactions that occur naturally. California, however, bled outbound citizens so badly it broke U-Haul's ability to measure because the company ran out of trucks to rent. California is 50th and Illinois 49th on the list for the second consecutive year, indicating those states once again witnessed the largest net losses of one-way U-Haul trucks. California remained the top state for out-migration, but its net loss of U-Haul trucks wasn't as severe as in 2020. That can be partially attributed to the fact that U-Haul simply ran out of inventory to meet customer demand for outbound equipment. Well, that is is quite, quite the article. So what I find a little bit interesting about that is if we just look at, let's just take the, the bottom two, California and Illinois, And like it's saying, since they ran out of trucks, the number was probably would have been a lot worse if they had had enough trucks to leave the state. And I do know that I believe 2020, maybe 2021, was the first year in the history of the state of California that it lost population. So even with all the uh, babies being born and people coming in from who knows where, even with that, California had the first net loss of population in history. And I can't remember if that was 2020 or 2021, but let's, let's look at it this way. With this article, we've got the top two gainers of population with the U-Haul trucks is Texas and Florida. And the bottom two losers are California and Illinois. Well, first, one thing theoretically could be the weather, but it wouldn't, I mean, the weather's 
different in Florida than it is in Illinois every year. So that shouldn't be a big deal. There's probably people moving toward Florida anyway every year for retirement communities and weather, things like that for the older people. But how do you explain California? California's got the best weather of any of these states. How about if we look at it this way? Since this all started in 2020, what else started in 2020? Oh, oh, that's right. The pandemic. It's a little bit funny that the two biggest losing states, I know you already know what I'm going to say. The two biggest losing states are basically lockdown mandate states. And the two biggest gainers are non-mandate lockdown states. To me, that's very interesting. What else is interesting is, once again, a statewide mask mandate brought on by a governor without the state legislature coming in on it has been ruled unconstitutional. And that was the New York State Supreme Court. There'll be an appeal. It's weird in New York. The Supreme Court is the first court, and then the appeals are above that. So it's really not supreme. But interesting that all of these mandates that, as a law student, I have a JD degree. I'm not an attorney. As a law student, I always enjoyed constitutional law the most. So that was the one I even though I've, it's been 20, 22 years since I graduated with my law degree, uh, that's the one field that I always remember the most and enjoyed the most and like to read about the most. It's funny how all of these mandates got done unconstitutionally, but it took over a year to fix it in a court. In other words, governors don't make laws, legislatures do. That's what everybody forgot when they fell asleep during their civics classes as kids. So legislatures make laws. Governors are the executive branch. They don't make the laws. They sign them into law or they veto them, but they don't make them. So the point is, all of these mask mandates, which have not been uh, studied and proven scientifically to even help, all of the mask mandates are basically being thrown out by the courts one by one, but it took a year and a half to do it. I think that's very interesting. If the legislatures all want to do it, then that's a whole different story. But governors can't do that. And mayors and governors can't do that. That's basically what the courts are saying. Now, when the when the state of New York's legislature did give the former governor the authority to do emergency powers like that, then that's a little different. But this governor does not have that emergency power thing going. And governors don't make laws. I just, like I say, people shouldn't have been asleep during civics class. They, they've all forgotten. And I, I don't think they even teach that stuff very much anymore. I don't know. my Last time I was involved in a grade school child would be almost 20 years ago, and I don't remember how much the classroom teaching really was for the whole civics thing. I'm just not, I just don't remember. But I'm sure it's a lot less now than it was 20 years ago, I'm, I'm guessing.
Don't quote, don't quote me on that. Don't quote me on anything. Just do your own reading and look things up. Like I say, you can go to DuckDuckGo. Don't go to Google. You'll get a very different result when you search things with DuckDuckGo versus Google. And it's interesting to do that too. Just to see that uh, different, uh, different search engines bring different results. Kind of interesting. Well, we're coming up on that last break, and why how, my how time flies on Business Buzz. I enjoy it. I hope you're enjoying it. I've got an amazing story coming up for segment four here, at least for part of segment four. I enjoy segment four because sometimes I get to some fun stuff for the last five or ten minutes. I'm hoping to be able to do that today. It depends how, how much I enjoy this next article that I'm going to share with you. So stay tuned to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be back right away. It's a bright new day. The sun is shining. The birds are singing. And there's never been a better day to try Mount Shasta spring water. Hi, I'm Bob the Drop. I come from a protected spring at the base of Mount Shasta. I'm bottled at the source. It doesn't get more cool and refreshing than that. And it's delivered right to your door. Yep, pure and simple. Naturally, the best. Start your bright new day by calling 1-800-922-6227 to order some of the best tasting water on the planet. Mount Shasta spring water. With home mortgage rates still near historic lows, now is a great time to buy or refinance. Michael Humes is your one-stop mortgage lender. Michael Humes and his knowledgeable staff are well-versed in a wide variety of loan types, including FHA, Fannie Mae, USDA, HomePath, and HARP. For a free evaluation of your mortgage needs, call him, 530-624-7942. That's 530-624-7942. Be sure to listen to Michael's Mortgage Market Update every Wednesday at 2.30 on Your Home Today. This is Michael Humes, Mortgage Specialist at Network Mortgage, located at 155 East 3rd Avenue. Minimal Lost License 230273, BRE License 01250862, employed by Network Mortgage, BRE License 01840139, Animal Lost License 358237, Equal Housing Opportunity. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And in 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Allen's Auto Body reminds us that many veterans returning from service are in need of work. They have elite military training and valuable professional skills that can benefit your company. Show your stripes, hire smart, and hire vets. The special message was brought to you by Allen's Auto Body, the people who take pride in their perfect plus body and fender work. From a dent to just about demolished, your showroom new answer for both personal and insurance claim work is Allen's Auto Body at 211 Tea Garden Avenue in Yuba City. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, here on a nice Chico winter day. I'm 
Very glad you have a chance to spend part of your day listening to me. I try to be entertaining, educational, humorous, maybe, sometimes. Today's my subjects are not that much fun today. I apologize for that. They're not fun, but they're they're not fun, but they're important. So whenever I find an interesting article I want to share, I of course being business buzz, I need to make it a kind of angle it towards a business. So the last article we talked about the U-Haul trucks, that's a big business. And moving moving out of state affects business in the state that is losing people and gaining people and that's just part of life, but it's just interesting that we have the situation that I mentioned that California had its first losing year in a hundred and said a hundred and seventy two years, I think, because I know it was eighteen fifty that California came in. Whatever happened to admission day, September ninth, is that still a state holiday? Can't remember. I know Columbus Day seems to now be a federal holiday. But I don't know if admission day is still a state holiday. Does anybody know? Well, I could look it up. I could I could Google it, but I don't use Google. It's funny how Google has become a verb. And I remember learning that word. I believe it was from a game called Trivial Pursuit. And I remember back in the 80s when I was playing that, and one of the questions or one of the answers, I can't remember how that game worked, was the definition of Google. And it was it was like an imaginary number with a hundred zeros or something. I mean, it would equate to some giant number. I, but the, I do remember learning the definition of Google through Trivial Pursuit, which was a pretty fun game. And I was pretty good at it. I've always been sort of a... I remember a lot of things. I don't have a. I don't claim to have a photographic memory, but I do remember a lot of things, and I remember a lot of facts. Whenever I hear like an interesting fact, I just seem to remember those, and so I was always really good at Trivial Pursuit, and I would I would win my share of games on that. Then they started coming out with all the different categories, like Trivial Pursuit Hollywood, Trivial Pursuit Music, and I was good at some of those, not all. So my next topic, because I found an amazing article that I didn't know about this before, so I'm going to call it the business of collateral and the business of, I'll call it leverage. But you'll see what I'm saying when I tell you about this amazing article. Everybody knows what collateral is. That's when you when you take out a home loan for $100,000, when they say it's against your home, that means the person lending you the money or the bank owns that home as collateral. They don't own the home in title, but if you don't pay them back, they can take your home away, sell it, and get their money. That's collateral. Same thing at a pawn shop. Uh, if you need 100 bucks, you can take something to a pawn shop that's worth about probably about 1000 I think they're about 10 to 1. They need the value when they lend and you leave your diamond ring or your watch at the pawn shop, that's collateral. I'm sure most of you knew that, but maybe some of you forgot the meaning or maybe young people haven't dealt with collateral yet, but 
So last week, or last show, I'm sorry, that was already a couple weeks ago. I apologize for the replay. I'll try not to do those too much anymore. I mentioned a particular company that owns machines, and I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't like talking about specific company names because I... I'm not an attorney, and I wouldn't want to be accused of uh, slandering someone over the radio by reading an article and mentioning a name, so I'm not going to mention any names. But that's just to protect myself. I have no idea if that—I don't think that would be something I could get sued over, but you never know. I don't want to ever mention a company name in in a bad fashion. I think you know which company I'm talking about. So this article basically... And you can read it yourself at a place called daniellblumenthal.wordpress.com. It's some kind of blog post. I don't know this person. I'll let you look it up. But here's the gist of the story. This company's voting systems patents given in 2019 to China Bank for collateral. Now, that doesn't raise some red flags. I don't know what would. It says, uh, I'll just call it Company X. X voting system patents given to China Bank as collateral in 2019. HSBC, which is Hang Hang Seng Bank Corporation. I've read about that one. They've been big for a long, long time. HSBC received ownership of patents in intellectual property of elections, ballots, systems, cyber, and internet capacities. Communist People's Republic of China financially captured collateral of America's ex-voting systems, machines, and security software application holdings. The information source of origination came well documented from the U.S. federal government, as mentioned by the United States Patent and Trademark Office, and elsewhere, including the proprietary original equipment manufacturer X Voting System Incorporated, financial collateral owner in Canada was HSBC Inter Alia, the Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation of China. That's the name. I didn't. I didn't remember that name. So it's the Hong Kong Shanghai Banking Corporation of China that was officially assigned 18 different patents listed within one patent assignment on September 25th, 2019 that belonged to X Voting System Incorporated. The security agreement pertaining to all intellectual property rights pursuant to those 18 patents listed in Schedule A was signed by um, Michael M., authorized signer on behalf of X Voting System Incorporated. And this article lists the pertinent patent patent numbers. It starts with 8844813, and there's about 20 of them. Unbelievable. I mean, does that does that bother you at all? X Voting System Incorporated patent assignment to HSBC Bank Canada as collateral agent. It says. The dynamic security features can easily be varied for different elections. Remember, Eric Coomer said he made sure Trump wouldn't win. He took care of that. 
Joe Altman is a source of this claim, and he was removed from Twitter after saying so. It says, bypassing the election system software means whoever has access can potentially manipulate the vote without many risks of detection. So who has access to these data tables? We asked Mr. Coomer that question. Dr. Coomer replied, vendors, election officials, and others who need to be granted access. Who is the others? That's just amazing. So I brought that up because I had I had mentioned that whole topic a couple of couple of shows back and I was sort of parlaying that into the idea of taxation without representation. I I read of a lot when I do get a chance to read in the evening, I like to read history and I always I'm not a big Civil War buff, but I always seem to be drawn to the American Revolution stories and people. And, you know, there's always interesting characters. There's interesting characters in all the war stuff, but that one's the one I've always been the most interested in. And it occurred to me that if there were problems with the elections, I'm not saying there are. If there were, would that be would that not be taxation without representation? And I think, in my opinion, technically that would be. So whenever I see a story about a foreign government holding the patents on an election machine, uh, that's just to me that's just that's basically incredible, and I I can hardly believe it, but of course I do believe it because I'm sure if I went to that patent office website, I would find those exact same patents that that person wrote about. I don't think they made it up out of thin air. I mean, I don't have time to be the investigative journalist that double checks all this, but I'm sure there's a lot of people are. So I've got about three or four minutes left. Thanks for taking time today to spend a little time with, with me and I appreciate that. So I'm just going to share a couple pages out of my favorite book. Some people like it. Some people don't. Uh, There's always the off switch if you don't like it. It's called A Course in Miracles. It doesn't really have an author. And the introduction says this. This is a course in miracles. It is a required course. Only the time you take it is voluntary. Free will does not mean that you can establish the curriculum. It means only that you can elect what you want to take at a given time. The course does not aim at teaching the meaning of love, for that is beyond what can be taught. It does aim, however, at removing the blocks to the awareness of love's presence, which is your natural inheritance. The opposite of love is fear, but what is all-encompassing can have no opposite. This course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lies the peace of God. So chapter one is called the meaning of miracles. And then the first part of that chapter is principle of miracles. And there's 50 of them. And I'm just going to read the first few because I enjoy these. And I think they're uh, they're worth listening to and thinking about. And like it says, the goal of the course is peace of mind. That's all the goal is. So you don't have to worry about where you're going with this. You just just listen. 
And if it helps you like it has me, then it helps. Principles of Miracles 1. There is no order of difficulty in miracles. One is not harder or bigger than another. They are all the same. All expressions of love are maximal. 2. Miracles as such do not matter. The only thing that matters is their source, which is far beyond evaluation. 3. Miracles occur naturally as expressions of love. The real miracle is the love that inspires them. In this sense, everything that comes from love is a miracle. 4. All miracles mean life, and God is the giver of life. His voice will direct you very specifically. You will be told all you need to know. 5. Miracles are habits and should be involuntary. They should not be under conscious control. Consciously selected miracles can be misguided. 6. Miracles are natural. When they do not occur, something has gone wrong. That's one of my favorites. 7. Miracles are everyone's right, but purification is necessary first. I know some of this is confusing, but we've got, um, you know, 1,400 pages that, that explain this as you go through the book. Miracles are healing because... KKXX Paradise, K280GL Chico, and K283AR Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters reporting. A second officer who was shot responding to a Harlem mother's call for help has died. 27-year-old New York police officer Wilbert Mora was gravely wounded in a shooting that took the life of his partner, Jason Rivera, on Friday. Now Mora has also died of his injuries, according to Police Commissioner Kishant Sewell. In a tweet, the commissioner described Mora as three times a hero for choosing a life of service, sacrificing his life for others, and for choosing organ donation. The two officers were called to a Harlem apartment by a woman who was trying to convince her son to get help for mental health issues. The gunman, 47-year-old LaShawn McNeil, threw open a bedroom door and shot the officers as they walked down a narrow hallway. McNeil was shot by a third officer and died on Monday. His mother told the New York Post she would never have made the phone call had she known he was going to be violent towards the police. I'm Jennifer King. Democrats are adjusting their legislative agenda to the reality of an evenly split Senate. The Democrats still hope to pass bills advancing their social agenda, albeit in a number of smaller packages, instead of their multi-trillion dollar Build Back Better bill. It's a stark contrast to their vow to go big and bold when they came to power in 2021. Minority Republicans are optimistic they can resist the Democrat agenda and recapture the majority later this year. Confidence fueled by a recent victory on the filibuster, Democrat infighting, and low poll numbers for President Biden amid skyrocketing inflation. Bob Agnew reporting. The COVID-19 booster drive in the U.S. is losing steam, worrying health experts who pleaded with Americans to get an extra shot to shore up their protection against the highly contagious Omicron variant. Just 40 percent of fully vaccinated Americans have received a booster dose, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Another down day on Wall Street as the Dow dropped 66 points with the Nasdaq lower by 315. More on these stories at townhall.com. 
The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Here's the Wall Street Business Report. Stocks closing lower on Wall Street after another volatile day of trading. Technology companies like Microsoft were, again, the biggest drag on the market. The S&P 500 gave up 1.2%, but clawed back much of the midday drop after being down as much as 2.8%. The index has been falling steadily all month and is now down 9.2% from the record high that it set on the first trading day of the year. The Nasdaq was off 2.3%. The Dow dropped 66 points today to 34,297. The Nasdaq lost 315 to 13,539. The S&P dropped 53 points to 4,356. New York oil rose $2.29 to $85.60 a barrel. For the Wall Street Business Report, I'm John Scott. News and analysis at townhall.com. I'm Keith Peters. The following program is sponsored by Focus on the Family and is supported by the prayers.